What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Jack of All Trades, a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest. I'm not going to hold you on this love after lockup review. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, girl. What's going on? Ooh, these uh, individuals and that are incarcerated and they love ones, honey, because it's a fool. You said that so nicely. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, I'm really trying here. But I think once we get into the episode, I'll be back to my, my ignorant talk itself. <laughs> right. Because I was expecting a, these fools. <laughs> Girl, these mocks, these goofballs, these motherfuckers <laughs> oh okay but they have been That's... acting up <sighs> so yeah we are back to recap uh more love after lockup season five uh episode nine escaping with joy and episode 10 running from love so season has been uh pretty good so far i don't have any complaints for real it's enough balance of mess and heartwarming i don't know if i would call it heart you know like nice things like right girl bye because <laughs> i just i don't have it these and then it's like these trump supporters like i could just tell Ooh. this last episode by the areas that they live in i'm like oh yeah we, we saw that trump flag for sure in the background <laughs> oh yeah there was definitely some heartland of america oh for scenes. sure yeah mm-hmm mm well, all right. Um, I have plenty to say about most of the couples, uh, but where would you like to begin? Uh, wherever you like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would like to begin with Sheree and Anthony. Oh, okay. Yes. We get right to it. <laughs> yes. This is where we left off the last time we talked. So let's go okay. ahead and spin this block real quick. Um, so yes. I know last time I said, I got to walk it back, y'all. I'm going to walk it back because I know last time I said I liked Anthony, right? I kind of still, I don't know. <laughs> I'm torn. I'm so but then I, I didn't, you know, I didn't heard some things in these streets that I'm not happy with. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It explains a lot. I'm not making mm-hmm. excuses for him. But some things out there in the universe saying, you know, he's a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listeners, he's back incarcerated for possession of cocaine, I believe it was. Yes. So usually... You know, dealing with these hood niggas in my twenties, honey. Mm-hmm. When they are incarcerated for possession of a controlled substance, it's for personal use. Yeah, because it's such a small amount. That's like one or two bags, right? People that are drug dealers is the amount that they have on them, which makes it a, like intent to deliver. You know, yes. you are selling yes. drugs. So, Anthony being back possession um of cocaine the baby mama is coming out the woodworks uh via her friend saying that he is a drug addict this is what he does 
you know, things of this nature. And I can absolutely see it. It makes a lot of sense. I just thought Anthony was institutionalized. Yeah. You know, but that's, it explains like why nobody showed up for him. None of his friends came to this party. Like, I think the people are sick of Anthony's shit. And Sheree is just so infatuated with, it's kind of like Melissa and Louis. She's yeah. infatuated with drug dealing on the scene, popular that dude, Anthony, this only person he got love because mm. everybody else sick of his shit. Such a so great, I don't know. Yeah, such a great assessment. And yes, bringing oh, us baby, up to I, speed. Niggas like Anthony. Oh, I do those type. And I know them type, buddy. I know that kind, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, damn, he tricked me a little bit. But yeah, just a little bit. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess because of all of that that he has going on, uh, they didn't really give us that much. They weren't on episode nine, I don't believe. And then we just got a little bit from them in episode 10. So finally, all we got was that he made it home on time. Right. Okay. And uh, interview, a a job, mock a job interview. Right. Okay. They're woke up with a full beat face. Let's go there. Was she even under the covers? I was like, girl, she just no. looked like she was laid next to him, waiting for him to wake up, staring at him. Baby, because he was snuggled, a uh, honey, up under them covers like a little cocoon. Okay. So, and don't get me wrong, but some people, I've heard of people saving their makeup. Like, if they go get their makeup done on Friday, they wear that makeup all weekend. I think it's not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but what if so yeah Sheree woke up with a full beat face talking about let's do a mock job interview I didn't even think about that but I'm sure you know if it's painted on that hard it's not gonna smudge in the first 24 hours so like you said do you not my thing I um Mm -hmm. wear contacts and have semi-sensitive skin so (laughs) anyway it has to come off okay come off okay so they wake up and she wants him to do a mock interview. So he has his resume and they proceed to pretend like he's interviewing to work at her warehouse. And it was a terrible mock interview. If I was interviewing him. he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And he didn't take it seriously. He's kind of treating Sheree like her profession isn't serious. I don't know. I, I Talking about this is her way to kind of show off her skills. Yeah. And- um, she like, but I get it. Like, Sheree, like, look, this is what I do. Right. She is an HR manager. She don't just work at HR. She an HR manager. So it's like, she, she, yeah, this is her thing. Right. And at least she's willing to have a mock interview with your tail. Right. I think too, maybe he's nervous and he's, that's a defense mechanism for him is to kind of be mean. Yeah. Because it's, it's been so long that he's been incarcerated and Maybe he, I mean, Sheree, he really, he don't know you like that, like that. And he's in, he don't want to embarrass himself in front of you because you are a professional. Yeah. And that's very true. Right. All of that I agree with. And because it comes out like him being rude and dismissive, I think it's one of those things that we see with a lot of these couples. It's just like the women or the person outside wants the person that just got out to move at a pace and be in a certain space and if they're not like it's a problem right they want them to be we're going to see this from a few couples be seriously pursuing employment in a way mm-hmm. that only they deem 
you know, um, mm-hmm. appropriate or approved. They want them mm-hmm. to be faithful and move and act in a way that is sometimes like just beyond what is reasonable. They mm-hmm. want them to be able to say goodbye to family and old friends and be willing to not be around people that have been a part of their lives some way in some their own children. Right. Okay. So I feel like this was just another one of those cases where it's like, I want Anthony. She already said it from day one, you know, she's got him on a schedule at all times. So today is mock interview day for Anthony. <laughs> and and if- which makes a lot of sense as well that she's trying to um, keep him busy and on the schedule because he has a problem. Right. Right. And I think that's but another I thing. Think- Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, how often is at the end of the day, the, the root of the issue with some of these people, drugs, like bottom yeah. line, they hide the drugs for a while until they can no longer hide it. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> I just think, yeah, like she's trying to keep him on the schedule. But I think too, like people like Melissa and Donna and Sheree, like y- y'all going to push a motherfucker to use too, with all of this pressure that y'all putting on them. It's like, Right. Relax. It's not going to happen. All of this. But I say this every season, every couple, every episode. They're going off what was said on that phone. Yeah. And they want to get right to it and think yes. it's going to happen like right away. And it's just not. Yeah. It's just not. Right. So that was really it for them, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's a wrap. Right. <laughs> it's that fast. Um, let's see. Where shall we go next? We could do Melissa and Louie if you want. Melissa and Louie. Who child? And Donna. Melissa, Louie, and Donna. Okay, because she is in the mix. All Um, the time. So, at the top of episode nine, this is when Melissa starts to truly realize that she is dealing with a 100% thoroughbred mama's boy. And it's and like an addict. And an addict. Well, no, because I feel mm-hmm. like even then she didn't want to admit it yet. In her mind, it's just he's a mama's boy and he needs to break away from his mama. And I'm also worried about no. him cheating on me. She did say it though. She was like, I when, when she had the conversation with her friend or her sister. Right. When they so, were getting massages, that's when she admitted it. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um before they got to that she had that argument or she basically let us know how things were with Louie. Like he's calling me too much. He's asking me dumb questions. He's not able to, you know, kind of move out here on his own and make common sense decisions without me being involved. And I want him to be more independent. And then he bought the car and she was mad about the car because the car costs more than the teeth that she's paying for. (laughs) Girl. So, you know, in her mind in general, like, She's realizing at first that he's just not meeting her expectations. The thrill is gone. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not gainfully employed in the way that she wants him to be. But then from there, during the massage with her sister, her sister, right, is the one that kind of helped her put it into perspective. Like, don't forget about the addiction part, too. And that's something that we've been saying because she's so worried about him cheating on her and that type of stuff. But it's like he's also an addict and right. you worried about the wrong white girl okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fuck oh and my god let's be clear 
who the next chick he's talking to, you took him to her. Okay. He wouldn't have met this next lady if it wasn't for you pressing the issue about this piece. But proceed. <laughs> right. So her sister, you know, reminding her that, hey, a lot of times addicts don't change. Apparently her husband or son's father um, was an addict and unfortunately OD'd. And in Melissa's mind, she just thinks that her sister was desperate and in denial. And I'm like, are you seriously like calling somebody else you? desperate? Right. Desperate and in denial. What are you, ma'am? Because she's over here like, well, you know, like it's like she admits the fantasy is gone, but he's not an addict. Like that's his past. And it's like, no, baby, the women might be the past. The drugs might be here right now. We're back on the way. Yeah. Because I and agree with you to sister. call somebody desperate and in denial. You are desperate and in denial and on TV with it. So Girl. the shade, baby, don't play with me. Like Melissa has a lot of nerve. Ooh. Very audacious. And I'll treat the fuck out of her if I was that sister. But okay. Right. And that's also probably why the sister was crying too. It, it may have been just what she's been through. But that's a level of frustration that would make me cry. Like, I know you're not trying me right now. And especially not, you can't really do anything about it. Like, you're at the spa, you're on camera. Like, you can't, like, you know, huh. throw a face. Baby, everybody step out of this room. Because <laughs> she done lost her man. What your mom used to say, you going to get dealt with where you cut up at. You want to <laughs> be smart in this, in this massage room. Let me get you together right here. Girl. So, there's that scene. From there, we see Louie telling his mom about how Melissa's mad at the car. And it's annoying, of course, because it's like, on one hand, I'm glad Louie has somebody that he can talk to about things that he's going through. But for it but to be his mama. Mom, right. You this and bitch don't like me? <laughs> yes. You gonna go talk to the op about me? <laughs> right. And she's okay. always going to be on your side. She's never going to call you on your shit. Yeah. You know, no like, loyalty. Yeah. No loyalty. And I never fuck with you. But see, the mother is the part of the problem anyway. Yes. So th that's going to be just a reason for Melissa to kind of move around. Period. You know what? It's funny, though, because it's like she wants to move around, but not much. So perfect segue into what's next. Um, because now it's about Louie going to the dentist and getting these new teeth and Donna mm. is ready to take him, but he's like, Oh no, Melissa's coming. And then Melissa's like, no, I'm not coming. I got, I got an emergency at work. I'm like, girl, mm. the United States at post, the post office, <laughs> post office, honestly, most jobs, right. Uh, outside of being in a medical profession, there's no emergency at the job. That's going to call you back from your submitted paid time off. But I don't exactly. know. Exactly. But that's the lie she tells. So now, of course, that puts Donna back into the position to help Louie out with this surgery. So, of course, though, Melissa gets mad about that, too. So it's like, Melissa, yeah. you trying to move around. You trying to, like, distance yourself, not come back for this trip because you mad. But then you get mad that his mom is going to help him out. He's likely going to be under anesthesia. He's not going to be able to. Exactly. Right. He's not going to be able drive to hop home. back in a car. Right. And drive back home. So if you can't be there to do it, he's going to have to have somebody else do it. You don't want any other women around. So exactly. who's left? Hmm. Donna. And that's what Donna right. been trying to say the whole time, too. Yep. Let's be clear. Yep. Mm. So 
you know, Melissa's just worried about him showing how serious he is about moving to New Jersey. But I'm like, if you want to keep going back and forth like this, this just isn't going to help. And honestly, it's not going to help with Donna either because she's going to keep bringing up the fact that Melissa doesn't like her. And Louis shouldn't have to worry about that day in and day out from his mom. So from there, and though, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Let's get no, to it no. from there. Because <laughs> <laughs> from there, now Louis is headed over to the dentist with his mother because Melissa did not come. They get there. They've got pipe issues. So it's delaying the surgery a little bit. And Louis decides to call Melissa. I don't know why he did, but I guess the cameras were there. So why not? And they start to go back and forth again. And she like calls out him being like, oh, well, if the surgery is canceled, are you just going to go home by yourself? And, and he's he like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Went there on her ass right? as he should have. Right. Because it's like she has this obsession as if he doesn't at least live with his mom. Like there is no Louis by himself. That's right. There's no such thing. So because they're on um he's got her on speakerphone of course his mom is getting involved and again it's like louis you can't keep going back and forth between the two of them like this isn't gonna Mm -hmm. work so he steps outside and he facetimes her and that's when he realizes that she lied about not being at work girl piss me off piss me off (laughs) because who are you first of all you could have just said that right like look i don't want to come down there i think you i'm paying for it the least you could you could go matter of fact yeah the least donna could do is take you right. if i'm paying for it right i wouldn't have gave a damn but you sitting up here you, he caught you in your line you're not at work you're at home right so he asked you are y'all breaking up you really don't want to say that word but whatever you need a break Right. So he like, okay, bet. She like, act like a boss. He said, I'm going to hang up on your ass like a boss and did. <laughs> and I was like, well, Louie, I ain't mad at you. I'm glad you, because I feel like he's been over nice and yes. patient yes. with Melissa and the way she's been talking to him. And he's really been trying. He's been putting forth yes. a good effort. And I mean, buying that car, you bought a car for $5,500 cash, like fresh out of prison. I think that w- that was okay. You know, like right. he needs a, a way car. to get around and get to work. It's yeah. a car. He's an adult. He needs a car. Yes. So I'm 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 happy he stood up to himself. I'm happy he's open open to dating someone else that that his mama got on her messy shit and tried right. to hook him up with the late with the uh, assistant, the, right. dental, the whatever. What does she need? Receptionist or I, right? I wasn't assistant? sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure either, but somebody anyway, at the office yeah and like donna says she's a little younger than him she is kind of like no kids it's a it's a good situation so you know mm-hmm. he entertains it he takes her outside you know asks about going out it is what it is melissa right what, what you want him to do right because what what do you want you want him to move around you want to move around but only a little bit. And that's not going to work. It's already a long distance relationship. Yep. So when you start talking about taking breaks and it's long distance, you got to really be ready for anything to go. And I feel like what you're going to do, uh, like is you want them to cheat or you want them to use like, or right. you could just take a break and let him do him for a little while and get his shit together and figure some things out. Just like, I, I mean, 
we seeing this same thing with um red and joy know me mm-hmm. if you want to segue into that we sure can <laughs> yeah hmm. um just the one last thing on melissa it's just like at the end of the day melissa if you know that this is no longer a relationship that's serving your your fantasy or what you had hoped it to be you need to go ahead and let it go and let louis do his thing because he is doing well he's doing the things he should be doing even if it comes off clingy or like he's Mm -hmm. moving like you know a 20 year old instead of a 40 year old like she said he's not using and he was not out here worried about no other women. He was trying to be focused on you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you take issue with the way he's moving or you are waking up and realizing you probably don't need to be with Louie if you've been out in the free world all this time and able to take care of yourself, then just let him go. But don't yeah. keep playing these games because sure enough, we see them coming back for life after lockup. So it's like, how long are we going to watch you be one foot in, one foot out with this relationship with this man? And to your point, he's being nothing but nice. He's trying to be considerate. He's trying to do the right things. He has been trying not to uh, purposely disrespect you in your face, you know? So Mm. it's either like... Because wouldn't have had that much consideration. Right. Not I. Right. (laughs) Or Red. So... Or Red, girl. (laughs) Or Red, girl. Because he don't give a damn. He's like, look... Let's slip and slide, I'm a right? Bitch on camera. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like what? Wild wow, boy! Oh my god! Mm. So, Joy Nomi and Red. So they turned it up on us in these last few hours they had together. So the on episode nine, top of that episode, Joy Nomi was going to pick him up from getting the retwist, and he had just finished talking to Bestie, aka Julie. Mm. And we find out that she had given him $3,000 while he was locked up. So, you know, again, we have to remind ourselves, Red has admitted he loves women. He loves attention. So that's his initial reasoning as to why he's moving this way. But they go back to his mom's house for some family time. His sister has gone to pick up some pizza. And then Joinomi and Red decide to tell his family that they plan to go back to New Mexico the very next day. And his family was pissed. <laughs> the cousin. Girl, that staged ass pissed <laughs> off. They knocking shit over. Looking dumb. Pissing me <sighs> off. <laughs> but it was funny. The cousin was like, who is Joy? <laughs> like, damn, Joy, you gonna let her say that right there in your face? <laughs> Girl, yeah. Because all she do is cry. She pissing me off. She another Ashley. Girl. She cried thinking somebody gonna feel sorry for her joy. We do not, honey. Right. No, you get no sympathy from us. Right. I'm like, girl, you are here wreaking havoc on this whole situation. Like, I do not feel sorry for you. Um, go back to your son. Right. And go get your grandma bracelets, stupid. Girl. Now, I will say I felt like the family's expectations of Red were a bit high. Um, you know, like, oh my like God. Like what? Like, you have to come here and be with the family and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I get that. But then at the same time, like, his mom, like, just using language, like, you're abandoning me. It's like, mm, you might need to unpack that, ma'am, because your children can't really abandon you. Like, that's not how that works. So, well, she ain't got no man. So that's probably yeah. why she felt like that. That's her boy. And let's be clear the, the family is the one who was coming to visit him. Right. So that's another reason why they feel like 
who was Joy. She never came to see you not one time. Points being made. 100%. Hmm. 100% for sure. And that's where it's hard because I guess my only thing is like at the end of the day, he is grown. He is 30. So he does have the right to make his own decisions. So that's the only reason I feel like the expectations are a little high. But at the same time, it even it's funny. I have in my notes. It has to be a shock to them because to your very point, like they were the ones visiting, taking care of him, making sure he was straight. And she's here holding his hand tight right now. But in Mm. the seven years before that, couldn't find time to come up there and visit him. So, Mm -hmm. and it is kind of selfish that now all of a sudden it's like, all right, we got to leave because I got to go back to work. It's like, no, just go back to work. I'll be there in two weeks or a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. We see that all the time on the show. So that's too much playtime for him. And she know it. That's why she's trying to hurry up and get him up out of there. Right. (laughs) She ain't no fool now. She know this nigga like attention and all this shit. She Mm -hmm. know. Yes. And I think that time in the hole was a lie. I think that was just times he he needed a break from joining on me. Like, oh, she ain't had no money. Well, I, I gotta go entertain this over here. Yes, hundred percent, right? I think we have clocked and, all of his tea now. <laughs> but hers too, join on oh, me. Yeah. You wasn't missing a beat while he wasn't talking to your ass. She was out popping that cat, making a baby. So right. with the local niggas that ain't on the reservation, but you managed to meet them somehow. So right, what are we talking about here? Right. In a place running so low on niggas, you somehow found a way to find three. Three. <clears throat> okay. But okay. so I thought it was interesting how as Red was trying to make his point, he would start to double down on calling Joy Nomi his wife. And he would start mentioning Sway. Right now, all of a sudden, he's just mm-hmm. so dedicated to this family. Like, I got to leave with my wife and go see my son. And it's like. <laughs> oh, he manipulative, too. Because he did that to Joy Nomi. Like, after he got caught up and she crying and shit. Take me to my son. Yes. Take me to my son. Like, yeah. what? So, he doesn't, you know, make anything better. So, the family's dramatic. They storm out. Uh, Mom blames Joy for breaking up the family. But. You know, they leave and they hit the road and now they're talking about like, oh man, that was crazy. And of course, Joinomi once again plays the victim and she's like, because it's funny on the confessional, she's like, oh, I feel bad that, you know, he has to go through this with his family. I'm sad about that. But, you know, we've got to leave. Right. And then it's like, no, girl, you don't really care. And then she's like, you know, yeah, the family's like, who is Joy? Like, I don't feel welcome. Maybe I won't come back. And it's just like, girl. You came here, you came through between the two of y'all, literally like a Tasmanian devil. This is probably like what, over a long weekend? And they get him out of prison. They have one or two meals with him. Then here you come with some cameras. Y'all pull back up and he says he's leaving. Like, yeah, nobody is checking for you. That's that's exactly how that works. So you're talking about, well, I, I don't feel welcome. I'm like, I don't know how... You expected anybody to feel, you know, to, to treat you. But you know me, I love an old school Cosby reference. Like, you're not going to present a T-bone steak on a trash can lid and think anybody's going to be impressed. At all. So, At all. <laughs> you know, show up and you might claim you love this man and you have a life ready for him. But there's too much mess involved. The family knows that you were cheating as well. 
So keep bringing it up every chance they get, and I'd have had to just stand on ten toes and fight all they ass. Right. Y'all can line the fuck up and get this work, cause y'all not finna bring keep bringing up my pussy at the dinner table. Right. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, but as they're leaving, it's like it's funny because it's almost like Red was like, okay, I gotta shake the family off. That's first layer. Now it's like, okay, I gotta shake Jordanomi off real quick, so I can really do me. Because mm. now they're in the car and he's on the phone, living in that phone, and she hates living, him. baby, <laughs> living, baby. That's how all mine feel about me, baby. I'm gonna be in that phone. You gonna but be in like, that phone, friend? <laughs> okay, don't our friend. Okay, that's how I get caught up all the time. Like, oh, I ain't in my phone. Let me, that that phone be in your head twenty four seven. Who you talking to? Be like, damn, 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 damn. But you know, it's it's I don't know. But he everything is new to him. Think about yes. it. He went away most th- he went away at what twenty because he did ten years. Right. So most twenty year olds are always in a phone. And mentally, he's twenty years old. We can see by the way he act. Like hundred percent. He's not this thirty year old grown man that Joy Nomi think he is. That he told her over the phone that he's gonna come home and be. It's just not gonna happen. Right. It's just not. It's right. just not. It's, he's not finna, He's not ready to be a husband and a father. He's ready to get his dick wet. Okay. What do you say? He wants to throw that dick a party. <laughs> he want to throw that dick a party, baby. <laughs> and, and guess what? I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I might make some people mad. Don't give a damn. Never care. I don't blame him. No. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not okay. wrong. Most of these mm-hmm. people that come out of prison should be trying to throw that dick a party right right they should be by themselves they should be single um surrounded by a network of people that that can help support them and if yeah uh, if anything like if you want to date maybe a little bit but quite frankly you shouldn't truly be dating anybody until you're on your feet and until you feel like you've been able to have whatever experiences you want to have you should you really shouldn't be in like a serious committed relationship so agree now i didn't see i didn't see guys come home and you know really sit down but yeah. i will say this wait 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 it's after they've done a couple bids mm-hmm. they're older yes so it's after they've been to jail a few times and now they like all right this time around i'm gonna get somewhere and sit down because i ain't gonna keep going back to jail especially if it's a chick that got she established and you can put you in a better situation oh yeah they're gonna sit down with her for sure i've seen it yep. but not 30 after coming home doing a 10-year bid went away at 20 no no right we so, can't expect the motherfucker in the world like you know that haven't been to jail to do that at right? so it's like right the fuck? that's a very serious man <laughs> at 30 mm-hmm. if he's ready to be if he already has a wife and kids and he's committed and faithful and all that he was serious from the age of 20 most likely right you and know he was raised right and yeah he's raised a different kind of way yeah. parents and stuff yeah for some sure. people are raised and built differently a lot of mm-hmm. other people on the other hand are not and they grow up much later and and over time and they get the mm-hmm. opportunity to have lived experiences that help them mature so yeah being in jail for 10 years for your entire 20s that will keep you young-minded for sure I'm, I'm yeah. certain. So no, yeah. he shouldn't have been ready to come out being nobody's husband and, and father. But here we are. So 
now <laughs> Red is telling Joinomi about uh, having these pictures of these women and Ooh, she can't take it. <laughs> she can't take it. You know, she's in tears about it. He says they're just homegirls. Girl, uh, it's all but that, that word can turn into a frenzy, honey. Yes. Homegirls. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> now, let me tell y'all. Now, it need, so I got a new man, honey. Trying to take oh, that a new man. So, what he gonna do, though, is watch Love After Lockup, and you're gonna be quiet while it's on. But, <laughs> respect. Okay, but that he like it. So he like, what the fuck she said he crying for? Like, oh hood nigga. You know, what the fuck she said he crying for the time I was turning this shit on. She motherfucking crying. I said I know, right? <laughs> Every time we turn it on. Girl. I'm like, uh-uh. He like, well, what you would have did? I said, I'm not shedding no tears. So you, if you can get any of them ideas, baby, I ain't finna be over here crying. Right. I said, look at that girl that he over there with. If I was joining on me, I would let him have that. If that's what you want, this bitch with some orange army fatigue pants, sweetie, you don't like me. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that. Right. Because <laughs> we are not the same. This girl look like a Chucky doll. Oh, right. No. I'm trying to figure out like what era she's she's given like 2012. You know, I can't even Honky Brewster looking ass yeah. bitch. Mm -hmm. But, you know, shit's just hitting the fan for Dronomi. And now she's expressing how she's having second thoughts about taking him home because he's lying to her. He's always in his phone. Now he's talking about having these pictures of home girls. So they get back to the but room. <laughs> Go ahead. My thing is, I wouldn't be pressed about no pictures. Would you be pressed? I mean, he was in jail. I feel like... Girl. And so, <laughs> let me just do this one little extra part. Because Girl. this is actually what kind of sent me. So, when he mentioned having all these pictures, and she's like, what kind of pictures? I'm thinking, in my live in the free world mind, he's got uh, a phone cloud full of nudes, Right. They get back to the hotel and it's like a Me yearbook too. of real physical pictures of his homegirls. And I'm like, girl, he, yeah. he wasn't going to be able to get a fucking Playboy spread into the jail. It's literally pictures of women smiling, probably with their best outfit and their best hair that were approved but to get into the prison. And I'm not going to like minimize did. that, but... <laughs> But if he did get the bitches sending news, True. so fucking what? Join on me. Did you send your news, baby? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you either you do what? Come on now. Right. You, you can't be mad if they were. Did right. you send news? All right. right. Then they did. It took a little bit off of you. Okay. <laughs> right. What's wrong with you? Right. Because if you he was in jail and you weren't visiting. So you weren't like giving him nothing to remember. You probably were jacking off to it. Yeah, yeah. she said it. You probably, she said, duh, that's what the fuck he in there doing. Or you want him to be in there with some pictures of some men, honey, doing <laughs> extracurriculars in the shower. Right. Because he wasn't in there getting that hair retwisted. So, right. <laughs> all right, leave him alone. Shit, she's just crying. Shut up. And then the issue that I started to take is how she started using just very broad language. Like, I would never do this. I would never do that. You and had like, a whole baby. That will always be more than enough 
to completely like cancel out what you would claim you would never do. I never walk and out on three red. Niggas. I never keep a picture of a man. You had a baby, ma'am. And you don't even three know niggas. you don't even know who his daddy is. Three niggas. Three. So and I'm glad, you know, we finally get to a point where Red calls that out too. It's like, let's stop beating around the bush, right? It's no longer <laughs> about wanting girls and attention. It's like, let's just get to hmm. the bottom of it. Joy fuck three mm-hmm. niggas on me. And it don't mm-hmm. sit right with me. So I'm ready to do me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Because then, even then, she's like, I've been truthful and honest for the last four years. I'm like, but you've been with him for seven. Mm-hmm. So he says he's, he needs to step outside and smoke. And by the time he gets downstairs, he's calling Bestie and telling her to pick him up. So, Bo. <laughs> right? Bo. She, he old Michael-ass nigga. Yes. It's a Sarah and Michael and Megan situation, yes. honey. It took mm-hmm. me right back there. I definitely thought about that. I was like, mm-hmm. man, only Michael would like literally leave one chick to go fuck another. And I feel like he did. He did. I'm pretty positive he yeah. did. And then call mm-hmm. the other chick like, okay, okay, I'm on my way home. <laughs> like it's no big deal. Bitch, meet me at my mama's house. Yes. Like I mean, almost got caught up at the gas station because you clearly riding around, you know, this... <laughs> one one horse town you know or one horse uh road stop and then that's it like but i did what i needed to do yes he's like because it was another thing he wanted to get out of his system now we already talked about how he's doing a little bit too too much rushing through in life you know like Mm -hmm. i gotta drink i gotta smoke i gotta fuck on you know more than one thing like go 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 because even after Mm -hmm. this now he meets Joy Nomi back at mom's house and he's like, no, but I'm ready to go to Mexico now. I'm ready to go to New Mexico. Um, and she's like, no, you're not coming with me because she's been riding around looking for him, called his phone 30, mm-hmm. 30 times and he didn't pick up. So she's like, mm-hmm. I just want to give him his stuff back and go home. But now he's ready to roll. And it's like, no, sir, you're still not. You're just going to get to New Mexico and find something else to fuck on because okay you know just like his mom said you don't know anything about new mexico and we've seen joy nomi's you know me me meager accommodations i think is the way to say it uh you gonna get sick of spending in that trailer home and you probably gonna get sick of sitting on that reservation so i wouldn't expect that new mexico would bring you you know a ton of prosperity it's probably just but that's where Somebody gonna take care of him. You know what I'm saying? Joy don't be work. He gonna be at home watching that son all day. Mm, getting high, yeah. getting in trouble or some shit. I don't know. That's but in St. Louis, he gonna get in trouble. True. But I feel like he can get that in St. Louis. Just find you another girl right. that you could go stay with. Right. You could probably have multiple. <laughs> I mean, just stay at your mama's house and that way, yeah, you could do what you wanna do. But yeah. as long as you get a job and stay out of trouble, she ain't gonna care. Right, that's the that's what the family literally said. They're like, "We'll keep him in the house," and but I still See, feel boys like, can do that. Our mamas, yeah, boys, they do that shit with girls. They be like, "Oh no, nah, you ain't gonna be laying up in here." You know, black mamas don't play with us. Right. They love to play with them sons. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Before you can play with me, I've already got my shit packed, <laughs> Lisa. Okay, okay, girl, because I'm not gonna play with you either. So right, I got me a I'm the star from the bottom, bitch. Before I stay <laughs> right. <there. laughs> right 
So but yeah. at this point, she, you know, claims she's going home without him. And I don't even know why she waited to talk to him. She could have left his stuff at his mom's house and kept it rolling. But from the beginning. Right. She just wanted to kind of confirm. I think like she just want to leave like that. But it's funny, though, because I feel like this was the scene that I've been waiting to see happen for a super long time. Just like this clip of stuff being left on the curb and, and somebody riding away. Mm-hmm. And this is how it played out. But I'm like, you're going to look real stupid going back to New Mexico without this man. And what you said earlier, go get your granny's heirlooms. Like, Go get that bracelet, girl. That's, that should be your first stop when you get there. And let this never happen again. You know, your son is young enough to not have to remember how his mom left to go pick up a dad that never came back. Um, yeah. You know, and you, you, she can explain that better. Like, look, I didn't think that was a situation that was good to for you. So I made a decision to not bring him back. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Versus him being around her son. And now her son sees his mother go through some bullshit. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes. But don't let it happen again. Don't be out here dating somebody else in prison trying to bring them back right. home. Don't make this a mm-hmm. cycle. Mm-hmm. Because you clearly already made a ton of decisions and mistakes that you can't take back. So just focus on your son. Yeah. Get back to work. Focus on your son. Um, because I'm pretty sure we don't see them on life after lockup. He's been uh, someone that's been very present on the YouTube streets since he got out of jail. You know, sometimes they be so quick with it. I feel like the first day we saw him on the show, he did an interview with like a YouTuber the same night. So we've been known that they are not together anymore. So now I might go back and watch some of those videos and see like, is he still in St. Louis? What's he doing? But girl, you played your, congratulations, you played yourself. And hopefully Red is calming down, you know? Okay, you got out of jail, you wanted to get a lot in very on a very short amount of time, but you can't keep moving through life like that. So hopefully he's settling in. Okay, where shall we go next? Um, Who you thinking? I'm following your lead today, ma'am. Um, oh, let's do Chelsea and Mikey. Mm-hmm. A little palate cleanser. Girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who are you going to say? <laughs> Key Rock and Brittany. Key Rock and Brittany. Um, okay. Okay, let's they just... Chelsea and Mikey, I'll say this. Um, Chelsea has been through a pretty tough past. And... She's finally able to verbalize that to Mikey. He is very supportive and says that he's going to follow her lead and take his time on the intimate tip. And it seems like that's going to be something that works for them, hopefully. Um, And then she goes back home. So he's kind of getting things together at home, getting situated. He has a great network, his family, his daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to go visit Chelsea um, and his daughter doesn't want him to get married now. Like, that's cute and all. You go visit your girl, but don't be up there proposing. Right. Um, Period. But yeah, there was just a lot of sweet things that he did to show that he cares and he's committed. And I don't know. I just felt like, OK, Mikey, you're really kind of showing up as an MVP. So I really hope, really hope that there's not any like underlying mess, you know, that's going to surface with him. Right. 
Right. But it looks like he has a good co-parenting relationship. He has a lot of yep. respect for his child's mother. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's like, Chelsea, you're the one bringing the drama. There's no drama there at all. She don't even right. get out the car. She looking like she don't want to be on these cameras. Like, get your daughter and we gonna keep it neat. Right. So I like it. I like the structure and the support. Um, I don't think him moving with Chelsea is a good idea. I think his support system is home. Yep. And he should stay there. Yeah. Um, Chelsea went back to Ohio, met with her dad, asked when he would be comfortable meeting Mikey. And of course he has a bad impression because of her past boyfriends. And um, I feel like, yeah, this is an instance where it's like, you're, you're getting it wrong. Like your daughter is likely the one that has more issues in the relationship. Um, but I'm sure it's difficult for him to see otherwise when she has bad past relationships, she has kids from those relationships and he's probably had to pick up the pieces when things have gone wrong in her life. So I also noticed that does Chelsea live with her dad? Uh, I don't think so. Right. I don't think so either, but we haven't seen where Chelsea lives, but based on all of the other government's assistance, things that she gets, I don't have high hopes for whatever her residence looks like. So it's, that's the other part where I'm like, Mikey could come up up there and be like, I don't want to be here. You know, and again, right. you have a good support system. So you shouldn't have to be anywhere you don't want to be. Go home, be near family. You are blessed to have grandparents in your life. Your sisters are willing to help. Your daughter is embracing you. Don't be worried about Chelsea if Chelsea can't, you know, get her shit together. Agreed. Go home and figure her her situation out too yeah. before he comes up there. So right. he needs to stay there and get, you know, his stuff together, spend more time with his daughter as much as he can mm-hmm. and work like he is. And that's that. Yep. That's just that on that. But I could just see Chelsea stressing him out and, yeah. you know, he already not getting none. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... You know, I I really applaud him for being supportive of her and not, you know, putting making it any more difficult for her than it it might be. But I do think that the truth of the matter is that he's not responsible for Chelsea's healing. So if Chelsea would be better served going to therapy while she and Mikey take a break or while Mikey focuses on his life in Kentucky, they would probably have a better chance. Like, don't just bring him expect him to come to Ohio. Like I said, right. Leave everything he knows to be with you. And then you up there with all these problems. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't have great relationships with them kids. We know there's non-existent relationships with the fathers. There's the friend who's watching the kids who knows how she shows up in other people's lives. Right. And if she gives everybody else attitude, the way she kind of gives it to Mikey, I wouldn't want to be there with her, you know, trying to be in a relationship where you want to play like you lovey-dovey with me when you want to be and you were giving everybody else hell. He just doesn't, he seems like he's too, you know, easygoing for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then this money that she has saved, he asked her like, okay, where did you get this money from? Mm-hmm. And she like bugs up on him, like right. loses it. Like, don't worry about it. Like, 
I think he has a right to ask that. If you want him to come live with you, he needs to know what's going on, especially if it's something that's elite. He needs to know that. Right. What's um, the big deal? It almost seems like that's another... Um, it's a trigger for a her. A trigger for her, right. A traumatic response to someone else asking about your money to take it from you. But I, right, 100% agree with him. It's like, listen, if you low-key doing fraudulent shit right even if you feel like it's not that big a deal like you selling stamps or something that's still stuff that could get mikey in trouble if somebody wanted to come into the household and start you know holding people accountable for shit so he Mm -hmm. does need to know what he's walking into so yeah i just it's like it's so many and I, i think that's the thing too it's like if it's we tv money then find a way to say that and then we tv will edit it out you know like right. if it's like that's my love during lockup money they're not gonna say that on the air but since you decided to make a big deal about why he's asking you about the money they can show that as conflict in y'all's relationship and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the fact again like chelsea is 40 mikey is 32 yeah, yeah. and you would think it was the flip you know yes, like the opposite absolutely absolutely so yeah i don't know he just he has that many more years you know potentially in his life like you don't want to be 40 still dealing with her and this bullshit like stay home (laughs) right get yourself together take care of your daughter and again like i can't stress it enough keep that good you know network around you because he was very lucky we talking about having his grandma grandfather sisters daughter Mm want to see you like her mama lets you see her these are Mm -hmm. all very good things the celly came out looking kind of cute okay (laughs) that hair honey i I was like this man bun is whipped into shape yes he had a fresh line up with the line on the side oh girl trendy yes all right trendy in kentucky okay so right and he seems at least for now right like optimistic to be out and they are supportive of each other and hell mikey went through a medical emergency in prison so they are a little bit more serious in how they have bonded so it's like chelsea please get out of here with this she's worried about dumb shit baby mama drama and you know are you gonna cheat on me like girl (laughs) please get serious it's not the vibe so yeah worry about yourself mikey and i mean that in the best way possible <laughs> yeah for sure um okay Brittany and key rock so um <sighs> key rock finally stood up yes i'm glad that key rock really uh stood on business um period <laughs> so period we see them um reading scripture in the bed Cause you know what I find interesting with Brittany, like you could tell that she has had to do what she needed to do to flee her parents' home in a bad environment, but she still wants that like uh, Christian fantasy life. She still wants to be a husband and wife in the Word with children, just prospering in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ and. You know, (laughs) 
Jesus wants you to be who you are and not have to fit the mold, you know? But anyway, I digress. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, my favorite word that you taught me, infantilize. So I feel like Brittany also infantilizes herself around Key Rock's mom. Like she has this baby voice and hold yeah. on, mama, we getting ready. And I'm just Yeah, girl. <laughs> drives me nuts. So... Um, we're back to the IVF conversation first with mom and, you know, again, Key Rock first moment standing on business, like not trying to do this, but sure. Let's go get the information. Brittany's point of view is she wants to start this now because it's a longer process and long and short of it. Brittany thinks 30 is old. She's 22, 23, and she wants to have everything in life figured out before 30, like many 22, 23 year olds do. And so in her mind, we have to do it now or we will get to a point where it's too late and life will have passed us by. So from there, they go to the doctor and, you know, they have their own opinions of it. They share those opinions with the doctor. And Kirok said something that I thought was, you know, it was a powerful statement. He was like, I transitioned behind bars. Like, can I can, can I transition out here in the real world? Because what Brittany is doing really is asking him to sacrifice that transition so that she can yeah. have, again, right, that cookie cutter life that she envisions. And it's like, Key Rock is like, I'm finally getting to a, a space where I feel good about myself. He has a deep convo with the doctor that I think... You know, he he showed a lot of emotion, which to me clearly means he needs some therapy because he's had the same conversation with a few different folks in settings where I felt like maybe that wasn't like why you needed to be there or that wasn't the reason for you to be there. So it's like if you want to keep talking about like your dad and that abuse Mm -hmm. and feeling ostracized and things like that. Like you need to go to a therapist. Like this is the IVF doctor, but it's like, you know, not trying to throw the shade, but just showing like, if it's, if it's weighing on you that much. But I thought that that was key information for a key rock to share with the doctor because the doctor did say that it was going to mess with his mental. Right. You're right. Yep. That's very true. I thought that was key information to share. Yeah. And I can appreciate that the doctor was able to break down, like, you know, the potential for Key Rock to grow breasts and have his voice change. But I, I, I hated how Brittany was just like, oh, it's only three months. That's not a long time. It's just the sacrifice. He's being selfish. Yes. Because it's like, if you can see Key Rock for who he is, then you should know that that's just not a line that he's willing to cross again, period. And and again, though, like you said, there were probably prison, there's some prison talk that should not have happened if that's how Key Rock mm-hmm. feels, especially mm-hmm. with the idea of, you know, them retrieving eggs from Key Rock and implanting them in Brittany and, have, and giving Brittany this experience of carrying Key Rock's child. But... I still think regardless, like if Key Rock is in a place where he's transitioned, this has been a medical process and put, poses potential mental risks moving forward and he's not willing to do it, then we we just need to let it be. There's clearly trans men that are willing, right? 
because of course the regular niggas in the you know in the hoods of america always seem to find those pictures of trans men who are carrying their babies in their relationships and you know talk about how you know this isn't what god intended as if they don't have 10 children with eight women but anyways so right you know it, it happens but if key rock is deciding it more than anything he's just not ready to do it now it's like Brittany, you have to let that be but we just kind of see that is that is her thing like she's she's bringing it up at every turn um it's funny because at the end of episode nine, my last note was I could see Brittany leaving him for like a cisgender man. Like, yes, I, I said the same thing. I said the same thing I because she it. wants like her not having a baby. She like, oh, no, that's what we, we here to do. She wants to have a bunch of babies and she wants to be the stay at home mom. Yes. But it's like, yes, girl, no. Key Rock is like, I got to go to work to do that. And like no i just don't agree and she's like steady being adamant about it and key rock is like look i think key rock misspoke yeah in jail when they were in prison i think that they said yeah we're gonna do this but they didn't realize how deep it really was you know key rock didn't have all the information that he has now right so that's what's making him change his mind yeah yeah, and it's, I think this has been one of the more interesting stories to just give you like an understanding of what couples can go through that yeah. are interested in having babies in unconventional ways. But it's like, it's Brittany's mindset and being adamant about this that makes me just be like, girl, I could see you leaving for a cis man who is Christian Maybe he done been to jail, you know, so he's a little rough around the edges. So, you know, you don't have to look like the troublemaker in the relationship. But you want a baby too bad and you want it to happen now. And you want somebody to be mm-hmm. really silly enough to go along with you right now because you're waiting tables. Key Rock barely got a job. And it's funny because I got in my notes too. Like you want to be a stay at home um, for somebody who just got out of prison. Like... <laughs> That's that's typically not how this works, but right, you know she's rushing Both into it. Both of y'all it. just got out of prison. Yeah. Let's go there. Like I think in her mind, she just wants to transport the cell that they were in to the outside world, add a baby to it, to Key Rock Mama House, and, yeah, and live happily ever after. Y'all don't even right. You don't have your own place to stay. Mm. So, but in her mind, I'm I'm telling you, if he if Key Rock was a cisgender man and she got pregnant tomorrow, she would be excited. She would just be like, this is what God is, has intended for us and we'll work it out. And it's like, you are yeah. in his mama's spare room. But yeah. Okay. But um, she can go get with anybody and do that. Fresh out of jail. They wouldn't mind yeah. putting a bunch of babies in a pretty girl like her. You yeah. know, like, no. Yeah. Yep. But it's like mm. everything around her reminds her, you know, of that desire. Like, Key Rock talks to his goddaughter cute little baby and so of course she's like oh you know don't you think Key Rock would be a great dad like doesn't it make you want to have a baby right now pressing the issue yeah and it's like (laughs) Key Rock is like I don't want the kids I don't want to plan for them none of that I don't want to talk about that shit (laughs) like leave me alone about that shit yeah and she was like I gotta walk away it's just too much bye right 
she's just so stuck on this process and the fact that it might take some time. And it's like, you have to allow yourself to live because the way you don't have your shit together right now, you'll be lucky if you get it together by 30. And that's not to throw shade. Like things can't dramatically change over the course of seven years. But if you're trying to add a baby to the mix right now, you're not, <laughs> you're not looking good to truly be on track by 30. You'll just be one of those girls out here yelling about your blessings being babies, you know? Yeah, and, for sure. And still struggling in every other aspect of life. For so, sure. you know, honestly, it's like, this is probably God's way of sparing Brittany. Like, I'm literally giving you a trans man so that he can't accidentally get you pregnant. Because exactly. this is not what you need in your life right now, but you're too boneheaded to actually realize it. So, yeah, keep playing around at the doctor. Keep going back and forth with him about it. But at least you're not going to accidentally wake up pregnant, you know, excited about something that doesn't need to happen. So, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Agree. Agree. Um, let's see. So I think that leaves us with the, the least of them all, girl. Home. Andy and Brittany. Girl. Girl, you know, I got a lot of notes for this junkie. <sighs> I'm calling her every name in the book. <laughs> okay. She deserves it. She, she deserves, deserves it. it. Now, Andy, and you just as goofy, dumb, just simping. like, God, every time he stand up a little bit, he go back. Like, yes. this is what she had. Yes. I literally said the same thing. Like, why do you keep giving her another chance when he's girl? Let me start. Let me start from the start before I get mad. Okay. Um, so at the top of episode nine, we do see that Andy is getting frustrated. It's becoming more obvious that she's just trying to get the cash and run. So it's funny because Brittany mentions, oh yeah, I know this makes me look like a gold digger. But, you know, these are things that he promised me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, girl, you look like a junkie. You know, a gold digger. Let's be clear. Right. Yes, let's be clear. A gold digger would be like, oh, I want to be with you. But, you know, you got to pay to play. And as they receive, as a gold digger receives the money, they lean in a little bit more. Like, okay, I'm willing to stick around. Right. I'm willing to show affection. Okay. Right. There like, you go. I'm willing to play. You get money and move farther away. <laughs> so it's like, well, where are you going with the money? Like the money. For a couple of dollars. Yeah, it's a couple, couple dollars. And then make trivialize every dollar you don't get. Like, oh, well, you can only give me 500 out of 700. That's the majority, baby. Like. It's short $20. Shoot. Now yeah. you got jokes, mm -hmm. right? So <laughs> she has a small point at, at, at one one point about him beating around the bush about everything that he's promised her like you know he probably said it with his chest that he had twelve hundred dollars and a car and a phone and all this but then when they get out it's like okay here's the phone but this is the deal with the money the car is actually leased blah 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 so okay sure he may have kind of oversold all of these things he had for you but again if you were actually willing to be with him, it wouldn't matter if he had all of those things in place in front of you in your first 72 hours out. But I don't know why he felt the need to promise somebody 
cash if they were just supposed to a be a junkie. Right. And they were a junkie. And, and you then, did this with your ex-wife. Right. And it's and like he was a police officer. Come on now. Right. And you supposed to be coming out to be with me in a relationship, but I'm promising you cash money for whatever reason. Cause if we start to think back, like everybody that receives cash money from the person that they went home to when they got out, eventually like hit it on them quick. Like yeah. remember when Deontay, Liz, Lizzie and Scott, Lizzie and Scott Deontay and Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like as soon as you hand somebody literal liquid cash <laughs> to go and do them, like you're, you're asking them to leave you. But anyways to go get high exactly right i'm pretty sure uh what's his name with um tracy clinton tracy think he gave her some money at some point hell he didn't have to that girl was gonna get high regardless girl oh so so um britney is really persistent though on making sure that he gives her the money all the transactional things come to life basically um and then she claims that she wouldn't start a relationship with a liar and i'm like the way that she projects all of the shit that she has going on inside of her back onto andy because it's like i don't believe a word that britney says you are the liar ever ever you're talking about starting a relationship with a liar i'm like somebody could say that about you too um, this whole everything is a lie she's just a junkie point yeah. blank the fuck period right i would have called her bluff like you can't even thoroughly explain the lies and things that you're mad about because again i said it like we get it andy beat around the bush uh, some of the things he's saying is shaky it's not making sense i get that but if he really made her stand <laughs> you know on business as well there's probably a few things he could call her to the carpet on and he just somehow can't you know get that out as quickly as she can start to spew venom at him he can't respond in that same way he's just like oh yeah like well if that's what you yeah. think yeah it's like dude right. stand up like <laughs> yeah you go stand up i think he just don't want to argue with her he like this yeah. stupid because she is making something out of nothing about every little thing and he like come on let's just he wants her to say it but she's not saying it either so right they both playing this game. Yes. Yep. So now it's like, okay, well, I want the money. If you can get me $500 instead of 700, take me to the ATM. And he's like, all right, well, come on, let's go get in the car. And she's like, well, are you going to be safe? And I don't know if I feel safe with you. And I'm like, bitch, if you don't stop playing games and get in that motherfucking car and go get this money you so pressed about, I... I was just like trying to make it seem like he's trying to kill her. Okay. Girl, you would be too Ain't nobody thinking about you. Right. Because what I say the last time we recorded, I would have given her the money or maybe even thrown it out the fucking window and told her, get it if you want it and don't ever come Mm -hmm. back. And yes, leave that phone on the seat because I will press charges for the stolen phone while you out in the streets. But that's a felony. And it's a felony. Mm -hmm. So they get to the mm-hmm. ATM. She patronizes him about being safe and leaving Girl. and coming right back. And then, um, you know, because cl- she claims everything's a trigger for me. And as soon as he gives her the money, of course, now she's smiling and she got weak ass jokes. Uh, they get back to the house. 
And now she has what she needs. So she gets back in that room. She's like, yeah, it's 500. So I guess this is as good as it gets. Because of course she done already smoked up the other 500 talking about she gave it to her kids. And now she's gathering all her stuff. And, um, you know, he's like, what are you doing? She's like, getting my stuff. Cause it's my stuff. And she's ditched the phone. Girl, acting like a four year old girl. Right? Like, again, if you had any integrity about what you were doing, you'd be able to clearly explain it to him. But because he lets you get away with not really explaining yourself or saying anything, you just keep finding ways to push farther and farther away from him and get out of there with whatever you can. She's ditched the phone, left it on the seat because she know that could be reported stolen. She knows she can't take the car because it's not in her name. So that can be reported stolen as well. So now she's out on the corner in Rome, Georgia, by the train tracks. Mm -hmm. Mm. I feel like she could have just asked him, though. Like, look, when we get back or whatever the case may be, can you just get let me get the rest of the money and I'm going to be out your way. And this clearly not working. I don't you know, I just kind of want to go. Yeah. And you ain't got to worry about it because he keep asking her and he want her to tell him. I think she should just tell him, but she plays this game. Now you out here like a crackhead, real crackhead move. Right. Asking on the corner, asking people if they got a phone. Girl, bye. Right. Because you want to just make it seem like Andy's just the worst and he brought all of these problems on himself. So now I need to get out of here and move on with my life and he can move on with his. And instead of, to your point, just being an adult and explaining that to him, in an adult manner so that you could use the phone that he gave you perhaps keep it or at least use his phone without looking desperate and make whatever arrangements you needed to make now you're on the train tracks talking to people on mopeds asking for a phone so <laughs> just like destiny and sean grass saw me that said you were just a trick like yeah what destiny said that's a shine like it's the same thing you just you was just a trick you needed to get you kind of on your feet when you first got out and right. now you're going to figure it out from here. Yes. Boom. But she says she has no plan B. So that's why she's struggling so hard right now. And I don't believe anything that she's doing right now will be very permanent. You know, having your daughter call your mom to come get you. I, I don't really buy that. I think your mom may have felt like, okay, I don't want her to be in another dangerous situation or in a situation that would make things any worse for her but I don't see you being with your mom very long I personally think she's probably just closer to the dealer that has whatever drug you're looking for because again there's just no way that you're not doing all of this in search of the next fix oh uh-huh. Andy said, I got this house for us. Yes. And if she's not gonna be here, so he got all of his stuff and left. So I don't understand. Was it just the Airbnb? So I definitely have in my notes, he leaves the Airbnb. <laughs> I have okay. to imagine it was, which I don't know. It still doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to me because he's like, I'm only in Rome, Georgia for her. And I'm like, Well, where were you before? Well, was he in Tifton? Tifton, that's right. So, oh, so why did you move? Like, why didn't she come back to Tifton with you? Right. Why this halfway point where you don't have any roots? 
see, and again, it's stuff like that. And and that's where it's like, ugh, I hate that Britney has any leg to stand on because that does support the idea of him having a certain uh, supposed relationship with his kids that's not for real because mm-hmm. if things probably were better with his family, he would have brought her all the way down to Tifton and been able to introduce her to his family and like really have her be a part of his life. But being, I don't know, being in Rome just seems random and especially if you're only there because you're with her, like, well, how long were you supposed to do this? Right. So and Rome is four hours away from Tiffany. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I wonder if it's close. Was it Blairsville or is it Blythesville? Because uh, it's like north of Atlanta. I'm looking at it on the map. Yeah. And Tiffany is like at the bottom. Right. So. But the little mm-hmm. town where the kids were, where they had the birthday party, I wonder oh. if it's closer to that. And that's why oh, um, the mom was able to. Wrong. Yeah. And the mom was able to come get her and all of that. So it's like, damn, girl, you wasn't even going all the way to Tifton. You was just going to Rome and you didn't want to go <laughs> stay with him. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't figure it out. But I think even that, where it's like, Andy, you had the opportunity to truly have like the upper hand in this situation, for lack of better terms. You could have come out like the person who did no harm, but because you got a like a lot of weird stuff, a lot of holes in your story, and we learned early on you were not in them kids' life like you tried to claim. So now she does have that much of a leg to stand on. Now if I were you, Andy, I would have clapped right back. Like, I know the mother of five is not talking and you've been in and out of jail, but at the end of the Hell day, yeah. you know. Brittany. <laughs> right? It's like. Brittany and Marcelino, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think about that parallel. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's not able to get his clapbacks in like that because at the end of the day, he 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 knows that his story is not airtight either. So it's like, you're right. If you don't need to be in Rome, if you're not with Brittany, then go back home, go to Tifton and leave this shit alone. And he says he knows the sign of an addict from being in law enforcement. I'm like, well, I, I don't know what took you so long, but. Welcome to the ball game. Like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and, and then you got Brittany standing here. You know, in tears, talking about how she's proud of herself for not using because normally she would have been ready to use. I'm like, oh, baby, (laughs) we know it's coming. We can see it all over your face. I don't even know why you over here applauding yourself for these cameras, because by sundown, we can tell (laughs) you're going to be back up on your bullshit. She was running up on them cars. Right. Because if one of them cars would have let her see that phone and said, I'll give you a ride, she'd have hopped her ass in that car. Too quick too quick because she already had that plan right talking about get on facebook messenger girl okay talking about he lies and he lies about the lies about the lies i've seen enough <laughs> i'm like girl ooh, you know that addict speak is not is mm-hmm. nothing nice so she'll be back with mom for a hot second then she'll be back on the smack and who i don't know i think uh actually she's been on social media attempting to clap back at people talking about how awful she is and claiming that she and Andy are uh, together again 
but I mean, I wouldn't believe that that's working out or going to be long-term because it's late in the year. So what have you been together? Maybe six or seven months now. Let's talk again this time Girl. next year. <laughs> Girl, she got out of there before it was time for her to put out too. She ain't yes. want to get him none. Oh, yes. I mean, I done done it plenty of times, girl. All right. Sure. See you. Right. Because <laughs> I know what's next. <laughs> right. Especially if you know the goal is just to get some money so you can go get your, your, oh, your fix. Go get whatever it is, okay, that I then came over here to get this money for. But, hey, Andy, it is what it is. I don't feel sorry for him. No. I really don't. No, I don't feel sorry for the last, you know, I don't know, 25 men that let her stay with him because... She talked about how when she feels safe, she runs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder. Because, again, I will not forget that uh, Andy's friend told us she's had, what, 37 different residences or something like that. Like, you are not a stable person. So (laughs) I think, honestly, Andy is like, you should have seen this coming. Like, she stays no. She's had enough residences for each year of her life. She is not going to stick around for long. They gonna find girl. Mm-mm. That was it for. Them. I don't know. I don't like no woman that's not stable, right? And with a whole bunch of kids at that. With a bunch of kids, you just out here wanting to be a junkie, right? And got the nerve to make it somebody else's fault, <laughs> or like they're right. a disappointment to you. Like I'm disappointed here, girl. You girl. are a disappointment in life. You got a lot of nerve to everybody and yourself and your kids. Your daughter literally hates you, right? The only reason she's still contacting you is because she's 18 and she's been through it. Good luck in the next five years to see if she actually wants to maintain a relationship with you. But I'm going to come up off of her a little bit. That was that. That was those two episodes. We have the season finale two hour season finale coming up next week. We didn't get much of a trailer. Um, Just, you know, maybe like we, we, Saw Brittany and Key Rock, of course, are going to be around. Um, Still together. Yeah. Chelsea and Michael, or Mikey, I believe, um, and Melissa and Louie. But I think some of these folks have phased out, and and it really is a wrap. Like, I think we'll just Uh mainly see the folks that are going on to life after lockup, which starts December 1st. So, so yes. All right, with TV, keeping it rolling, getting right to it, not missing a beat. I love it. Yes. And they also have a I new, love it. Yeah, a new program, a three part series. Did you see it? Yes. Did you see it? What is is it called? Innocent After Lockup? I believe so. I believe so. So, these producers, I wonder if, like, because it's the same producers. So, I'm yes. like, I wonder if these producers are somebody been to jail before because baby, everything <laughs> is around jail. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that is, this is like their, their niche, right? Like right. we've got a, an audience and they seem to like this. Cause really when you think about it, when you are in that lane where it's like reality TV, so you're kind of safe from strikes and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. you think about all of the other types of reality TV there are. 
I could see it becoming a thing where you become um, specialized almost, right? Like, oh, we work with prisons, halfway houses, legal system, parole offices. I wouldn't be surprised if you get either certain credentials or learn a certain set of skills or something or a certain set of information by kind of continuing to, to produce film in those spaces. But... Yeah, innocent after lockup, talking about people that were falsely accused of crimes, uh, a serious matter, you know, <laughs> like not like just trivial coming out, trying to see how a relationship works, like real shit uh, happening to people. So it's only a three part series, though. So well, probably to start this, this is the first time. So they got to yeah. see what type of reaction they're going to get. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Right. I wasn't too impressed. At first I was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. The they, the actors and stuff look so fake. So I don't know. But I'm going to check it out and see. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. Yeah. Um, I, starts December 15th. Um, I'm going to definitely watch it. And I'm sure we'll uh, have some thoughts that we can share here. And yeah, if it's good, they should keep it going. I like the idea of like, Love After Lockup, which is for the most part, lighthearted drama tease. And then this being something a little bit more serious because what they do mm-hmm. well, I've always thought of course, is kind of just shed some light on what people experience and what you can potentially go through being caught up in a, in a criminal justice system. But even with Love After Lockup, you know, the drama always leads. So maybe this will be more like, let's talk even more in depth about some of these things that we only lightly touch on, on Love After Lockup. So okay. we shall see, we shall see. But you um, always analyze things in such an intellectual way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would have never formulated that sentence. Okay, great, sure. Yeah. Well... <laughs> That is it for this week. Um, Next time we plan to record live. So it's going to be a good time. So the finale recording, we're going to do live from. Record live from the motherfucking trap. Right. (laughs) Yes. We going to be at my house. Yes. (laughs) So I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. And hopefully we'll get a nice, good uh, life after lockup, you know, sneak peek as well. So we can see what's going on with all of those couples. For sure. All right. Well, you have a great Thanksgiving. I will see you soon. And until then, you take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another Love After Lockup review. We appreciate y'all. And remember, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.